Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, hour number three of the Cook and Joe Show. Josh Taylor in for the guys on this Memorial Day Monday. Hope you are enjoying the day as it is. And for those of you who are maybe using this day as a day for memorial, for mourning, for reflection, hoping you are making the best of this day as much as you possibly can. And you are in our thoughts and in our, our minds on this day. We have talked about quite a bit. We've talked a lot about hockey. We've talked a lot about basketball. We've talked a little bit of baseball. But we're going to expand on that baseball subset, if you will. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into that bucket and to help us do that. He covers the Pirates for DK Pittsburgh Sports. If you've heard my voice, you probably heard his quite a bit. Alex Stump joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. Alex, good morning. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Alex, I know you just got pretty much you, – you did land safely in Kansas City, am I correct in saying so? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was a little delayed getting here, but I'm here now. <laughs> Excellent. Glad you made it there safely. Um, we'll get into this this two-game set with the Royals in just a moment. want to sum up this weekend, though, against Colorado. We saw a couple strange things here. The first thing we saw, this back-to-back shutout that we saw in the doubleheader is the first time that happened since October 3rd of 1976, first of all. Pirates throwing back-to-back shutouts in a doubleheader. Then we get to yesterday and – Things kind of fall apart in the ninth inning here. I I wanted to get, first of all, into the back-to-back shutouts with Saturday between um, strong starts from JT Brubaker and a strong start from Mitch Keller. And then yesterday, Rich Rod blowing his first save. Like We we just saw both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. I mean, for Keller's case, I mean, we've been seeing the alternating bad start, good start with Keller all year. So, I mean, there was a good start time. So, of course, he was going to, you know, go five shutout innings and just look really good. Uh, Brubaker, just in general, has been a, a breakout pitcher this entire season. I mean, he had that little bit of a bump in the road on that road trip, but, you know, came back nicely, six draw innings, and, you know, almost came, you know, in, in the range of maybe this guy goes and throws a complete game. It, it didn't end up happening, but, you know, under normal circumstances, you think he might have been able to maneuver one more inning out of that situation. But, yeah, Richard Rodriguez is the one who just showed that he bled, that showed that he can bleed on uh, on Sunday. And really it came down to Brian Reynolds almost making that catch against Charlie Blackman. If he does, we're not talking about it. We're still talking about how Richard Rodriguez is still, you know, un- unscratched, still this, you know, untouchable pitcher. One fly ball that was barreled up, to be fair, just was outside of center fielder's reach. you got to have a couple games like that before. Obviously nothing to really worry about, even if he did give up a run the outing before that, too. Let's get into the numbers here, because a couple guys I want to talk about. First, I'm going to talk about Adam Frazier. He's continuing to climb the list as far as hits go, as far as doubles go. He's hit pretty well across the board here. I mean, the one thing he really doesn't have is power, which we all knew that going in. But the numbers look pretty good here. But what have we seen recently with the numbers and what they say about Adam Frazier? I think, I mean, Frazier in general, I, I wrote about this last week. I mean, we've always seen him, you know, have these really hot stretches and then kind of taper off or he starts slow and, you know, the hot stretch gets him back over, you know, to where people expect him to be hitting. This stretch that he's on to start the year, first of all, is just kind of unprecedented for him. And second of all, it's as good as any of those hot stretches that we've seen out of him. So I, I talked to Rick Eckstein a little bit about it. He's like, look, he's just a really good hitter. 
mean, it, it's plain and simple as that. He's worked on his cues. He's worked on trying to just set himself up right. And whenever the pitch comes, just be ready for it. And, you know, if you want to have fun, you know, the superstition part of it, you know, him talking about like, oh, no, you have to make sure that the toothbrush is on the right side of the sink and, you you know, don't put too much toothpaste on it. And if you have an eagle eye, you're going to notice he still has an A. Frazier jersey on, even though there's no T. Frazier on the Pirates anymore. Ah. So, got to wonder with all that. But, you know, not superstitious, but a little suspicious. <laughs> he's, he's having a really fine year offensively. A guy we're starting to see reemerge here, and he's he's been a little bit of a tear of his own. Brian Reynolds has taken over the team lead in home runs. Granted, it's a low bar to clear, but all the same, it is what it is. Um, Reynolds starting to make a push back upward here. OPS over 860, uh, hitting 287. He's got 16 doubles of his own to match Frazier. What have the numbers shown you recently about Brian Reynolds? There are two types of Brian Reynolds in general, and this is actually something you can read right now on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Whenever he's facing fastballs, he's as good a hitter as you're going to find in baseball. Like, yep, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but like four seamers, there's like a 375 batting average, a 800 slugging or something like that. Really hits cutters, really hits sinkers. But whenever he gets to curveballs and changeups, it's below the Mendoza line. Wow. And, you know, nobody really hits curveballs and changeups as well as they hit fastballs, but it's a pretty striking drop off right there. And he's starting to see more breaking it off speed stuff. So that obviously means he can't put good swings on the ball. I mean, he put he homered twice last week. But that game that he had Tuesday, where the Cubs threw like three fastballs out of 17 pitches, he whiffed eight times against breaking pitches in one game. <laughs> Only National League player the last three years to do so. So there is a little bit of a chink of the armor with him. But the way that he's hitting fastballs right now and he's timing that up, it's definitely carrying him. Alex Stumpf, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He covers the Pirates. He joins me right now on 93.7 The Fan. You mentioned the good and bad when it comes to Mitch Keller. I wanted to get to that because it seems like it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde here. It's a, pretty much the best way to describe it. I got to ask this question. What's the difference when we see when things are up, what's working, and when things are down, what's not working? I mean, it's fastball. It's where he's locating it, how he's finishing it, how he's executing it. Because in general, I mean, this last start that he had, the break itself did look probably the best that it has all year, which is an encouraging sign going forward. But just in general, the curveball, the slider, they just aren't getting nearly as much spin or movement. So he's in a position where he's kind of having to pitch off the fastball and have the secondary stuff play off of that rather than just having three pitches that are, you know, on equal footing right now. And you know what? Whenever he does execute the fastball and he's able to throw it up in the zone, we, we've seen the results every other time out there. He's looked really good, not even like an asterisk next to it. Just like, no, that is what the Pirates are looking for for Mitch Keller going forward. It's can he string two consecutive good starts together? And, you know, we've been in this situation five times already this season of, okay, you got to get two in a row now. People want to panic with him. People want to be like he's back. Wait until we have two either good or bad starts in a row, I think, with Mitch Keller before we make that decision. Speaking of guys of, of, of what we're looking for to see from them, Cole Tucker's back. He's played in a handful of games here. He's 2-for-11 at the plate. But, you know, the big question surrounding Cole Tucker was, can he hit? Can he hit? And pretty much the answer of that question would be the thing that dictates whether or not he spent more time here in Pittsburgh. What should we expect to see from Cole Tucker, and what have you at least gathered that might have been the difference of why he's here now? 
I mean, he's here now because the Pirates need position players. There's been a lot of injuries. The Pirates definitely want him to play every day, ideally. But right now, with Evans, Hayes, uh, Moran all on the I.L., there's just kind of a need for an infielder. And that's kind of the role that Cole Tucker is playing at the moment. I mean, he's made, I believe, just two starts since coming up here. So it's not like this is, okay, Cole Tucker is here to stay. No, he's probably heading back to Indianapolis. He spent all that time in Bradenton working on the offensive developments. Uh, good reports from Shelton and Nextein on like what they've seen from it, and from what I've gathered, like the exit velocity is up in Indianapolis compared to what we saw last year. Now, granted, that is facing minor league pitching compared to major league pitching, but it's like a five mile per hour jump. That's nothing to sneeze at. You look at the swing; there are some cues that are different. You know, he seems to be coming in with a different swing path, different attack angle. Maybe that could make a difference, help him hit more line drives. But yeah, you're right. He absolutely has the glove. He runs the base as well. It's just, can he hit enough to be in the major leagues? So far, they're working on a new approach, and we're starting to see some of it translate, even if the results aren't there. Alex Stump, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He covers the Pirates. Joining me right now on 93.7 The Fan. We know that the the time is coming with K. Brian Hayes. We know that the progression is there. We've seen the videos of him turning up in Indianapolis has the key Brian Hayes to Pittsburgh countdown started yet, and how far out are we? Yeah, I think we can say safely that the countdown has started. And even though Ben Sherrington didn't flat out say June 3rd, the first day that he's eligible to come back off the IL, that he'll be back, yeah, maybe June 3rd would be a pretty good day to go to the ballpark if you want to see some Brian Hayes. I mean, this guy, it was an obvious setback. Whatever it came back, whatever it started off, it was. this is going to be 10 days. It's going to be just a you know blip on the radar for him, and then they find out more and more about the injury, have the severity of it. He suffers that setback. It's been a long road back before him, but yes, if you haven't seen any of the video or tweets from him in Indianapolis, do yourself a favor, Google it. They have been outstanding, like a couple homers to both fields. That that catch over the shoulder from third base, I don't think got nearly enough credit. That was hmm. really, really an impressive play. That was you have to be a shortstop to get that angle usually. Last thing before I let you go, Chad Cool, who's been on the uh, injured list, he's slated to be the starter today. So if that's the case, he gets the chance after a long layoff. Chad Cool, just there's there's been just so much of a checkered history, especially this past couple of years, coming off the injury. He misses all of 2019, um, comes back in 2020. You know, gets a handful of starts. He gets a handful here, still dealing with injuries. Just. How do you try to sort out everything we've seen with Chad Cool, knowing what he can be, but just having had that chance to really reach it yet? I mean, if we don't, if we want to just talk pure stuff, Chad Cool is up there for you know the best in this Pirates rotation. He's got a fastball that he can throw mid nineties, flirt up in the other you know upper nineties. He's got two pretty high spin pitches. It's kind of like okay, there are a lot of pieces here that you could build a starter around. But then he goes out there and he's allowed 10 first inning runs and four starts. And that is the number one battle with him. Like, where, I feel like after the first inning, you're going to see what type of Chad Cole you got right there. Like those first three outs, if he could just get through them in Kansas City, turn the page after that rough start of the year, shoulders all healed up right now, that's going to be half the battle for him today. Alex, by the time I talk to you again, I hope to get at least a review of Gates Barbecue. If that's your thing, I'm just curious. But you know, Kansas City barbecue. I see why Andy Reid 
moved to the city. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good to talk to you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Alex Stump, DK Pittsburgh Sports, covers the Pirates.